Without Jerry McNamara, we wouldn't have won 10 games this year. Okay? Not 10. DeVito, pop pass, end zone, touchdown, and the ball game! DeVito, in relief, wins it for the Orange! They don't know about the Kumbaya meetings we had this week. Swing and a miss! It is over! The Boston Red Sox, baseball's best all season long. They have won it all. The Bills make me wanna Josh Allen, touchdown Buffalo! A 14-yard quarterback draw! Somebody in Vegas told them they were gonna win by 20! And a celebration begins. This is on the block. Right, you know, there's validity in that opinion. ESPN Radio 97.7, 100.1, ESPN Radio, Utica, Rome, heard on 96.5 FM, seen wherever you are, on Hello, Twitchers. Make sure you follow, make sure you subscribe, make sure you watch the show, you participate in the live chat, and get two hours of content. That's right. The mics are never off on Twitch during radio commercials. You are getting conversation. You're getting what's happening in the chat. You're getting exclusive content, exclusive contests sometimes. It is a visual experience of the show that you just can't miss. It's twitch.tv slash Talk. Oh, baby, what a show. Super Bowl wrap-up, Syracuse-Duke wrap-up. People are not... uh, Remembering how to read properly, columns that I'm writing, including hosts on this radio station. What is going on around here? Dogs and cats living together, mass hysteria. We're going to have a lot of fun with all of it, and we want you to be a part of it. 437-7644, that's the magical phone number that will connect you and get you on the radio. You can tweet me anytime, Brent Axe Media, Brent Axe Media. You can text the program at 288 288- Zero six four four. We mentioned it. Super Bowl live, the commercials, the game. You know what my favorite thing about the Super Bowl was? I'll just come right out right now and say it, that it went quickly. That Grandpa got to bed at a reasonable hour after the Super Bowl. Nice pace to it, brisk pace, two football teams going back and forth because last year's just could not end. It dragged on. It was a, and this can happen. Two weeks of hype, two weeks of buildup. Sometimes it's an ugly football game. And for a while, it was looking like not the 13 3 lowest scoring, just dredge fest that last year was. But it was looking like a fourth quarter where San Francisco's up 20 to 10. They're going to put the clamps down. They're going to play defense and they're going to close it out. And it turned into not that. You were. Hoping for the under to come through, which did. If you had the under, you were, uh, if you had Patty Mahomes rushing yards, that turned into a very interesting, depending on how you had it, bad beat or good beat on that sense. All, to, all told, great Super Bowl. All you can ask for is a game that's still up in the air in the fourth quarter. But my question that we will discuss is, and of course the answer to this can be both, but if I made you pick one, Did the Chiefs win the Super Bowl or did the Niners lose it? 
because I think that's a valid question to ask here as Kevin Harlan tells you who won the Super Bowl. Mahomes is in there. Five seconds to play. He'll be in the shotgun formation on this fourth and 26 from his own 24. Leading by 11, gets the shotgun snap, rolls back, winds up, long arching pass, down the near sideline, zeroes on the clock, the benches will empty. And this one is over. Kansas City has won their first Super Bowl in 50 years. The great Kevin Harlan on the call. Westwood One is heard right here on ESPN Radio Syracuse. Uh, there was a guy that fell asleep in the stands. I don't know. The guy is drunk. If not, uh, anytime we play a Kevin Harlan call, we got to work that in as well. As He tends to attract the weird things that happen in sports. So all of the Super Bowl hot takes, a 10-question blindside here on a Monday. But we start with Syracuse basketball. We start with that loss to Duke on Saturday, and I don't think anybody's sitting here stunned at the result. I don't think anybody's sitting here feeling like it was... I kind of wrote this column. In a way, it feels like the one that got away because you had a first-half lead right up until the last minute of that half. You used the crowd. Syracuse came out from the get-go, put Duke on their heels a little bit, But even when Syracuse had that lead in the first half, you're watching this game, you're looking on that court, and you're saying, boy, they can't guard this guy. And that is the the weakness we all know. It is by no means a surprise at this point of the season to know that if the opposing team has a big man, just even a decent big man in the middle, there's going to be trouble. It doesn't always mean Syracuse is going to lose, But more often than not, that's been the case. Penn State, Oklahoma State, Iowa. I mean, Luke Garza is one of the best players in the country. You're at seven for Georgetown. John Mooney twice for Notre Dame. There's a game that Syracuse won in there. So it doesn't always mean doom. It just means you've got to find ways around that. You've got to weather the storm. And you've got to score. Because you can't stop these guys. One thing that we know here on February 3rd, and one thing I don't think is going to change by March 3rd, we're really getting into it, bracketology, refreshing the page every five minutes, looking at the bracket matrix, trying to figure out where Syracuse's place will be, and I think by then we'll certainly know. But one thing they cannot change is that. So when you've got Vernon Carey Jr. in there, who is one of the best players in the country, one of the best players at his position, well... 26 and 17 is what's going to happen. Well, he lost the boards, you know, six boards, won the turnover battle, nine plus nine. Um, no, I think we're hanging we're hanging in there for the physical strength that we have. Obviously, that's not a strength of ours. But down low, we just have, a, have trouble with big guys like that. He's very good, and we're not able to play a guy like that. That's the, the problem. Jim Beheim, of course, on Saturday after the game. And, and look, 97-88. As we said on Friday going into the weekend, there's something about Syracuse-Duke that turns into basketball games, first of all. Back and forth, lots of scoring. It was interesting that the game was that highly, the score was that high, I should say, considering Syracuse went 6 of 26 from three-point range, really struggled there. Duke's a pretty good defensive team. Trey Jones is one of the best players at his position defensively in the country, and I thought Joe Girard, for the most part, handled that well. And 
It's funny when you look up at the end of the game and it's 97-88, I'm like, I thought there was some pretty good defense played in this game at times, but it's the pace at which these two go, the flow of the basketball game, which is great. But what we were reminded of, as the calendar has flipped to February and those three major games, now Pittsburgh may enter this conversation. Pittsburgh, at the end of this month, may end up being a quad one game. But what we know right now is Duke, Florida State, Louisville were the big ones, the resume builders. You need that big fish on the line to show the committee at the end of the year, okay, November and December were not that impressive, but look how we improved as a team. Look how we did in our conference. Mind you, a conference that's down, but still one of the best conferences in college basketball. And the trump card, we beat Duke, or we beat Louisville, or we beat... Florida State, or a combination of those three. So Florida State and Louisville are still on the books. Pittsburgh could end up being a quad one game. I don't know if that will be your... You don't want that to be your wow win. You don't want that to be your one significant conference win. It matters in terms of the net ranking and and all the, the factors that go into deciding who makes the tournament and who doesn't. But with Virginia kind of taking that fourth spot, starting to lock it down... Will there even be a fifth spot for Syracuse outside of winning the ACC tournament? Will there even be a fifth spot in the league outside of somebody winning the ACC tournament outside of that group and throwing things for a loop? What we saw on Saturday is how Syracuse is going to have to win these games. Now, it's not to say they haven't made improvement all over the floor. That's obvious. It's not to say they haven't made improvement on defense. And Duke is an extreme example, particularly Vernon Carey Jr. But if you're going to beat Florida State or you're going to beat Louisville, you've got to play better defense. And it's not just the big man. Part of your your game plan can't be pray they don't have a big man. Pray they don't have somebody in the middle that's going to tear you apart. As it stands right now, and I know these are just numbers, your own two eyes tell you what you see. But numbers are important for context. Right now, and this changes and fluctuates, but it's not trending the right way. As a matter of fact, it went down between Duke and uh, the rankings that the latest I checked today. In the Ken Palm adjusted defensive efficiency, that's points allowed poor 100 possessions. Syracuse ranks 149th in the country. They're giving up just about 68 points per game, which ranks them 131st in the country. The counter to that is they're 16th in offensive efficiency. That is an incredible number. It's also an incredible gap between the two. So it's funny how I'm getting some feedback from people on social media. I think Seth Everett was a little confused on the radio today. I know uh, Rain and Scoop were talking about this before me. And I say this with kindness and I say this with love, not just to some people I mentioned, but others that I have not. This is why you need to read the column. <laughs> like, actually read the thing and not just the tweet that teases it or what people are saying about it. Because in that column, the point is that Syracuse will have to kind of abandon its identity to make a tournament run. Because what is the identity of Syracuse basketball? It is Jim Beheim and it's the 2-3 zone. At this point, and they can go and prove me wrong, like that meme where set up the table, prove me wrong here. 
But this is not a team that's going to lean on its defense to make a run. This is a team that just has to flat-out outscore people. This is a team that is going to have to shoot better from three-point range, and had they hit a few more threes against Duke, we could have had a, a much more interesting game. That's the encouraging thing from Duke. Despite what Vernon Carey Jr. did and, and Duke being Duke, Syracuse hung in there. Syracuse, I think we knew in the second half, Duke had kind of thrown the gauntlet down, and they just couldn't keep pace with that. But it's not just Duke. Even in the five-game winning streak, even in ACC play, look at all those close scores. That is defense. Quincy Garrier struggles on defense. Barama Sidibe is consistently out of position. Again, he's gotten better in a lot of ways, but still gets chided by Bayheim for being out of position. He gets into foul trouble every game. Marek Doljai has made leaps and bounds all over the court, but now has to be careful about how he distributes his fouls. God bless Joe Girard. The guy's got 37 steals, but he gives up space at the top of the zone. This is just not your typical Bermuda Triangle, oh crap, here comes the Syracuse zone team. It just isn't. And I'm not telling tales out of school there. I just played the clip from Beheim. All you got to do is watch this team. They're just not there yet. It's not only a criticism, it's, 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 it's a true observation. Now, if they ride their offense and get a couple of those big wins I mentioned, and, and college basketball is so weird, if they find a path in, they might run into a team in Dayton, because I think that's how they're going to have to get in, and in the tournament itself, and the narrative repeats. There are teams out there that just don't see zone and are befuddled by it, and by the time they adjust to it, Syracuse is like, hey, we'll see you, you know, next year. So this is where that gap between offensive and defensive efficiency is interesting to me. If Syracuse can somehow survive the next month by doing what most teams want to do, and that's score, and that's play offense, and there's just too many teams that slow pace in the ACC. It's frustrating. That's why I loved seeing a game like Duke, and when you play a team like Carolina and you play teams that want to play basketball and want to run up and down the floor and actually you know, play the game. That's what I'm saying. The trademark, the hallmark, the first thing out of your mouth when it comes to Syracuse basketball, I think I feel safe in saying is not going to get them there this year. They've got to find another path. That does in no way infer they got to play man-to-man defense. If you had read the column, it literally says, I think Syracuse should switch to man-to-man, I'm kidding. Literally use the two words, I'm kidding. Because you can't do that. And not just because I'm a zone advocate and not just because it's just that old, ridiculous argument that comes up every year. Because it's February! You don't walk in the room in February and say, all right, boys, we're switching things up. (laughs) No. You can adjust. You can play to your strengths. You can tweak. But you don't completely change your philosophy now. And that's not to say this defense isn't going to work against other teams and can't get better. But I think some of the flaws that I pointed out won't get better in time to say, that's what we're leaning on. That's who we are. That's not who they are this year. they got to find another way, which I think they can do, by the way, and they have the talent to do. So you say, hi, you can't change your philosophy in February. Well, you can ride your strengths is what I'm saying. And they have the strengths to do that.
It's not going to be easy, and they still have to pick up. I still think they have to beat Louisville and Florida State, and it wouldn't hurt to add Pittsburgh to the list or a combination of those three in some way, but to speak in definitives at this point is foolhardy because we got a month to go, and college basketball is weird, and what Syracuse has done is, is, you know, they lost Saturday. That was a big fish. They lost to Clemson, which was a game they frankly should have had. But time is still on their side. The fact that they now have a week to kind of to work on things, to rest a little bit, recuperate a little bit, to continue to tweak and find their strengths and lean on them hard. Then you play the worst team in the ACC Saturday. I know it's a weird league and things are up and down and things are weird, but you know what? you got to beat Wake Forest. They're terrible. And then you brace yourself for NC State, which won't be easy, and then that run that I mentioned where you get Florida State and Louisville back-to-back, both of those games on the road, by the way. 437-7644. So more to go over from the Duke game, what we saw there and, and this team as it stands now. Certainly, we will discuss Super Bowl live. And what I want to get into is more of the question of, did the Chiefs win it or did the 49ers lose it? If you had to weigh those two, where would you put that? Plus, Patrick Mahomes is not the MVP of that football game. Not losing sleep over this. I'll get over it after I talk about it on the radio in five minutes, but he's just not the MVP of that game. As amazing as he is. So let's talk Super Bowl next. You can talk Syracuse Duke with us. It's a Monday. We're on the block. ESPN Radio back after this. This is On the Block with Brent Axe. Been listening to a lot of Jim Blossoms lately. This kind of happens that way. You know, you're getting those kind of shuffles and Spotify runs and set certain things. I'm like, okay, that's enough Jim Blossoms. <laughs> they had like three songs, but I've heard them all a lot in the last week or so. Hello, Goldberg. What's going on? By the way, thanks for bringing that leftover pizza for everybody here. That was a good point made in the Twitch chat. Anytime. Just like I invited you You're to like, my party. You're like, I have a problem. I have this pizza. I, I'm going to get rid of it. No, I'm going to get rid of it. I'm not worried. get rid of it here. No, I'm not worried. You help your friends here. You keep a couple slices for yourself, then you bring it here. No, I'm good. <sighs> thanks, though. Wow. Wow. Look, you didn't want to get invited to my party. You don't get my leftover pizza, all right? I'm not saying just for me. What about the, the hard-working crew out there? Yeah, whatever. <laughs> Let's go up the points. It's time for the hard working side. Starving college kids out there that would run over their grandmother for free <laughs> pizza. You're like, nah, I'm good. Let's go places in a new Toyota, shall we? From Burdick Toyota and Cicero, the great fuel economy of the Corolla, the sheer power and doing capacity of the Toyota Tundra. No matter what you're looking for. They've got great lease deals now at Burdick Toyota. Visit BurdickToyota.com. You may fire when ready, Goldberg. When should Syracuse start playing man-to-man? Stop it. (laughs) You're going to get me in trouble. Yes, I am. That's what you're trying to do. No, I'm not. Other people are trying to do that. I know what you, I know what rain. (laughs) Okay, can I, can I, I'm going to say this. This is for a message of one. Jim Beheim, if you are listening to this show. I did not say you should play man-to-man. As a matter of fact, I literally wrote the words, I'm kidding. Thank you. 
I'll it's still going to work against me. So I'll ask Jerry, Jerry about tonight that if they should play man to man. Ask right? Jerry that tonight. See okay. how it goes. See uh, how it goes. <laughs> is there too much pearl clutching about halftime last night? Yes. Yes. By the way, the same moms that are complaining about that love the fact that Adam Levine took his shirt off last Bingo. year. So come on. Look. J-Lo and Shakira. You look like that at 50 and 43. Do whatever you want. You, you do your thing. Yeah. Okay? Stop it. Sometimes women are in skimpy clothes on television. Oh, it's just... By the way, J-Lo, I will say this. Janet Jackson, right? That mal- wardrobe malfunction was like half a second. Yes. J Lo and Shakira for last twelve night minutes for in a like row. an entire show. Yeah. Now okay. people were complaining about it, but like Janet Jackson, like her whole career almost got submarined by almost, that. almost. It, it kind of did. It did. Way. It did. By the way, Justin Timberlake, everybody loves him. Yeah, he ripped cares. it off. Yeah, nobody cares. It's funny how selective outrage we have. Everybody calm down, right? A lot of those people complaining about that, I'm I'm sure you have sparkling clean records with nothing to be exposed there. Hypocrites, all of you. How many rings does Mahomes get when all's said and done? Three. I just keep coming back to that number. I think he he could pull... What's a good comparison? Um, I mean, Brady's lost a few Super Bowls. John Elway lost a few Super Bowls. But to go there and grab it on your first time at 24, you know, barring injury, barring it's the salary cap era, it's hard to keep teams together. I mean, Belichick and Brady kind of showed the path around that. Yeah, have a supermodel wife that allows you to not get a big contract. Exactly. Andy Reid's not going anywhere, right? Doesn't strike me as a guy who's... (laughs) Except the can. Boom. And to get another cheeseburger. I think three. I think he's going to play in five and win three. How about that? Uh, so another quick thing from from my Super Bowl party last night. Somebody goes when they show Andy Reid with the the big play sheet. Goes he lo- that looks like a Waffle House menu. And I go you don't. <laughs> I go you don't understand how many times that joke has been made, do you? And she goes it has. I was like yes. And I laugh lot. every time I see it. Uh, does Chase Bryce lead Duke to an ACC title game and a loss to Clemson? Ooh. I'll say yes. Why not? Okay. Yeah, there you go. Why didn't Bill Murray take more of a YOLO approach in Groundhog's Day, the movie, like he did in the commercial? He kind of did, right? Yeah, but at some point he realized, yeah, it would be nice to get to tomorrow. Did you see the extended director's cut of that? Of the commercial? Yeah. No. Watch that. Okay. There's a little bit more of that approach in the YouTube extended director's cut version. Which they put on the internet before the game. Like, why are you putting all the commercials out before the game? I'm old. We get it. Uh, Do you know what state Kansas City's in? (laughs) I am aware of what state Kansas City is is in. It is in Nevada. Kansas City, Nevada. Is Columbia... Get it right, Trump. Is Columbia's former center the answer? He's not the answer, but he's what they need, right? That's the one glaring hole that's there. I I haven't seen the kid play, to be honest Ain't with it. you, but I mean, can't be any worse than Brahma. Can't be any worse than what's there now. Could certainly help this team where they need it the most. Was Tom Brady's commercial the worst? Yes! Yes! Awful. I canceled Hulu and I don't even have it! By uh, the way, how dumb were we? How dumb? I... I no, I did not we think that was a thing for a second. We should have seen that coming. 
Yes. That Brady would put something out. Anything that's put out like that during Super Bowl week, you need to be immediately skeptical of and think there's a tie to the Super Bowl. Remember a couple of years ago, people thought there was going to be a, a Crocodile Dundee sequel? No. That one I sniffed out. I'm like, people, it's Super Bowl week. Lo and behold, it was a Super Bowl commercial. We should have saw that coming. Well, like here's when what Mr. I Peanut died. Here's what I want to know. When he said, I'm not going anywhere, does that mean you're not leaving New England or just not leaving football? He still know. could leave New England. That might not be up to him. Then again, Vernon Davis did retire during the pregame show. Very true. Did you? Yeah, he just Any, showed up in a feature and was like, I, I, I quit. Uh, it's not like that dude that retired at halftime that's true. of a Bills game. <laughs> well, he was playing for the Bills, Brent. Exactly. Uh, brace yourself. Okay, I'm ready. Is it weird that when Molly Ringwald came on a comp- uh, on a commercial, she was identified as the mom from Riverdale at my Super Bowl com- party? No. That's not weird. I, I, do, I actually understand that. What commercial was she in, though? I don't remember. I missed that one. But I was just like, that's what you... Okay. I was just like, that, sure. That's... Like, that's what... Okay. It's not... It's. I was like, it Breakfast just, Club, it's 16 not weird. Candles. I understand it. It just makes me feel old. That's not weird. It's sad. It's that's weird. the better... Yeah, that's sad. The, the, sad. That's the better way to ask that question. Right. Does it make you feel sad? Yes. It's not weird. Because I am aware of sad. Riverdale, okay. and I'm aware of Molly Ringwald's role on that show, but it does make me sad. Last one. Stop it here. Last one. By the way, 80s characters and now current, she's in Stranger Things. Winona Ryder's commercial, underrated. Which one was that? Winona Ryder at the Winona, Minnesota sign. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Which, by the way, that's why her name is Winona. I like that one. They named her after that that town. That was great. Uh, Last one for you. Has anyone, and I literally mean anyone, Mm. ever listened to the lyrics to Born in the USA? Like, has anybody ever listened to them? Apparently not. Because they're not what they think they are, people. Jesus, people. Come on. (laughs) Do you know what that song's about? That did not send the message they wanted it to last night. I was happy to hear Bruce included in the halftime show and said, that's not... See, if you listen to the song... Very different. It's actually not very... uh, Just... uh, Do I have to explain this to you again? Back after this.